Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm a Disney theme park ride. I'm I'm Alex. And this week, we're taking a look at Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Chess? Sure! I feel like that, that I, I decided to do that at the last second, and I feel like you could come up with a really great combination of weird titles from these movies. You probably could. But we're talking uh, about The Black Pearl. So. On Stranger Dead Men at the End of the World. <laughs> with a chest. <laughs> with a chest. With a chest. Oh, boy. Okay, so we're starting our parts of the Caribbean series, and if anybody's curious why we're so late, uh, Hurricane Irma happened, yeah. and then my birthday happened. So sure. yay, let's <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> we were so, we were not nearly as affected as as many people were. No, we, we're not. The area we're in is not that bad. It's just power. Was it's an issue. it's more just we were concerned about the power going out yeah. mid recording. Yeah. Okay, so first parts of the Caribbean: the Curse of the Black Pearl, which, by the way, as a standalone movie without this like being part of a series, that is a terrible title. <laughs> Probably should have just been Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Whatever. Um, directed by Gore Verbinski from 2003. It has a 79% uh, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 86% audience score. That critic score is a little low. Yeah. Tyler, what is your best thing and your worst thing about this movie? Um... I don't... I think my best thing is how creative it is. Um, there's so many smart moments in this movie. There's so many moments where they don't just think, oh yeah, let's just do the thing and move on and it'll be the action scene or whatever and we'll just move along with our day. Like, that first uh, sword fight between um, Jack and Will is extremely entertaining. Yeah. Like, so much more entertaining than most movies like can dream of than, than most, like, bloated, you know, over-the-top action movies can dream of ever making an action fight entertaining because it's they're, they're interacting with their environment and they're throwing stuff around and they're grabbing swords from all over the place. And they're, and they're, they're exchanging having, dialogue. Yeah, they're, they're having great dialogue about that reveals stuff about the characters. It's entertaining. It's funny dialogue. It's smart dialogue. They're, they're jumping up on the rafters. It's great. I mean, it's... A, it, yes. it, it, the, this movie just rides this razor thin line of being like actually emotionally interesting and also being really really funny yeah um so like there's there's some silly stuff in it like when they jump on the the big whatever you call it it's like a wheelbarrow type thing and it only and so like they they use it to like leverage each other and like throw each other up in the, the onto the rafters and everything and it's a it's a little silly but it's also like it's super entertaining and we're we're still like invested in this fight and I don't know there's just there's so many moments like that where their characters are using stuff from the environment and they feel like they're real characters that are doing these things and like it's it's not fun I I guess the the best way I can put it and I think I'm I'm as I'm talking I'm leaning more to just saying straight up my favorite thing might be the tone um and so like I I really enjoy the the MCU movies. Like they're, you know, I think they're great. Um, a lot of people complain about the humor in those, and I can't 
completely argue against that. There are definitely times in the MCU, MCU movies where the humor is takes kind of takes precedent to the emotion and you know the the characters and everything. And this movie just nails being able to to so deftly just have a funny movie that has real heart to it and doesn't really feel like a comedy because it has real heart. I don't know. It's really interesting. Like I, I, I guess for background, I should say that I have not watched this all the way through in a very long time. I remember as a kid, when this first came out, um, I think I like fell asleep halfway through the movie and like not in theaters. I just, my parents were like, Oh, I want to rent this. And then like, I just could never stay away for it. And then I've seen bits and pieces of, and I was familiar with the entire plot. Like, I'd seen every scene, I think. But I don't remember the last time I just sat down and watched all of it. And it's it's so much better than I remembered. Um, I don't know. It, it just, like, at every turn, I was just thinking, oh, that's really good. That's that's really smart. That's really creative. There's so many things like that. And we'll get into that more as far as details and specific things we liked. But I guess I guess overall I'm saying the tone is just what surprised me most and what I appreciated most out of this movie. Um, it felt like a movie about pirates, which is more than a lot of movies that are supposed to theoretically be about a thing can say. I'm looking at you, Transformers, and I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know, or Alien Covenant. Um, yeah, I don't know. What a film! Yeah, what a film! Legendary. So yeah, uh, that all all of that, everything I just said, <laughs> my favorite thing about the movie. Um, What's the worst thing? You know, I don't know. Um, probably just that with all of that stuff about the tone said, I think there are times when um, Will and Elizabeth's relationship is just a little bit stiff. Maybe I mean they're they're both great actors and and for the most part they they do all the scenes well but there's just times when the dialogue is a little bit like maybe even corny which is weird in this movie but um i would say sometimes their relationship isn't maybe quite as strongly played as it could be but there's really not a lot that i have like major a lot of major issues i have with this i would say part of that might just be orlando bloom he's a good actor he's fine Mm -hmm. but i don't think he has like a certain charisma yeah. Yeah. He just he's kind of I don't want to say stiff, but he's slightly above stiff. Yeah. And I think I, I feel like, I feel like Kira Knightley gets she gets to show a lot more of a range. Yeah, that's true. In terms of her that's acting true. in this. Mm-hmm. Uh my best thing on I'm just gonna say the obvious, Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. I was Sparrow. thinking about that, but I didn't want to just go for it. And so. it's just it's just so problematic because I'm, I'm just going to say, I am a defender of every single one of these movies. Even the fifth one. That being said, when I watch the fifth one, and this will probably stay the same when we when we watch it for this, my worst thing will probably be Johnny Depp. <laughs> Interesting. Because in, in the first movie, he feels like a real character, like there's nuance to him. And slowly, Jack Sparrow just devolves throughout these movies... And it might just really start with the fourth one. I don't. I don't remember with the second and third movies, but it really just turns into him. Oh, he's just a drunk buffoon who just happens to get lucky at every turn. Whereas in this, he's actually really smart and he mm-hmm. plans and he thinks things through. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm constantly, 
I understand what his motivations are, and he's constantly trying to do things that lead him to his goals. Yeah. Whereas in those, it's just like, oh, he's he fell, but it's it's fun because and then the rope carried him all the way over there to where he conveniently needed to get, but he didn't yeah. plan any of it. How lucky! Like yeah. that's that's constantly what happens in in the sequels and in the in the fifth movie. And I, I was enjoying it while I was watching, but I was constantly like, dude, can you tone it down just a little bit? Yeah. And I never had an issue with that here. Like, he plays it... I don't want to say subdued, because that's not the right word, because he is... Like, he's a scene stealer. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot more subdued compared to his his subsequent performances in the sequels. It's just a lot smarter. And that might just be the writing. I mean, I can... No, I believe at least the first four are written by the same people. Interesting. I mean, I can't really blame them for not being able to maintain that level of... And I don't know how much of that is him improvising. And if it's him improvising, I can't blame him for not being able to maintain that level of improvising. Like, it's just yeah. so... There, there's... In every single scene, he's doing something. Every single mm-hmm. scene with him, he's doing something that, like... Um, I want to say towards the end when he's talking with... Or when he's... There, Will is trying... And the rest of the pirates are trying to get him free. Um... And they're all, like, surrounded, and Will is, like, standing up for him and, and speaking out for him. He's, yeah. like, making all these gestures and, like, these, these silly... And, he, and, like, winking at people and, like... He's just... He's got all this charisma throughout the entire movie where he's just doing all sorts of random little silly things that... Are, that Like, I don't know. It's it's so good. It's such a great I, performance. I love weddings. Drinks all around. Yeah. yeah. No, one of my favorite moments that displays just, like, how not a complete cartoon character this this guy is mm-hmm. like when he after the fight with will initially and he points the gun at him and he actually cocks it and he goes this shot is not meant for you yeah like just like a very serious line that's very well delivered i can't think of a single serious line that's delivered in four or five from him <laughs> i could be wrong maybe we'll watch them again i'll be like there is some nuance there but here is like okay i buy the serious stuff just as much as the cartoony well, mm-hmm. more cartoony stuff and it feels like after the success of this movie and how much people just completely adored his performance, they they completely lost sight of why the performance worked. Yeah, yeah. It's just like people caught on to, oh, he's 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 always drinking and he's crazy and he's goofy and he's a buffoon. Isn't that great? So mm-hmm. that's just all they do mm-hmm. later on. But here it's it feels a lot more natural to this world and not like a complete character or cartoon character. Having having watched this one for the first time in a long time, it makes a lot more sense to me why these why these movies have generated or this movie generated four sequels because the characters are just so strong in this. Like, yeah, they nail everything, and they it's so, they're so memorable and like lived in and 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 fleshed out and creative, and they have arcs, and it's great. It's really good. It it kind of reminds me of the first Star Wars and the first Matrix in terms of mm-hmm. it's just a very simple story set in this very interesting world. Yeah. yeah. And of course, some some of these these franchises carry it better in other mm-hmm. movies than others, but you know, it's, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Can I just say, my if if you had said Johnny Depp, I would have said Jeffrey Rush because sure. I think Barbosa is one of the best villains. I Yeah seen yeah. in one of these kinds of movies. The little like uh um what was I gonna say? The the fact that his entire arc is based around like 
him. It, it, he's not necessarily evil for the sake of being evil. Like he he has yeah. greed, and now he's like tortured by the the, the curse. Yeah. And I don't know. It's it yeah. It, it gives him a real depth that he plays too perfectly. Jeffrey Rush does. Yeah. Well, it's just yeah. I, I find it great that he's both menacing and funny. Mm-hmm. And I buy them both equally. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like jarring tonal shifts when he starts being funny and then when he exactly. gets super menacing. Like, like, it feels natural. It feels like, oh, that's the character. This movie, um, I was, I thought of this right after I finished my little spiel a second ago. Um, the tone reminds me a lot of Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I didn't yeah, well, think about that. With, the, with, the, with some of the smart setups and payoffs, it reminds me of Robert Zemeckis. Exactly, yeah. Like, the, even the, the, the throwaway line where he, he's... You know, when he's fighting Will, he's like, you're not a eunuch, are you? Yeah. And then later when he's talking to Barbosa and he's trying to explain away, oh, you, you don't know Will? He's like, oh, he's a eunuch. There's, just a throwaway line like that. I'm like, that carried through. All right. It's great. There's there's setup and payoff both in the story and in the humor, which is, again, a lot like what Back to the Future did. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's very similar where you care about these characters and they're very great characters and, you know, there's stakes and emotion and i mean this this is a little more subdued it's not it's not quite as as like zany and and sort of um i want to say over the top because i wouldn't really call back the future over the top but it's definitely a little grittier and and grimier and they're going for a little more serious tone but it's it's the same idea it's the same masterful kind of like weaving your way through these two and kind of weaving together these two relatively different feels. Yeah. Um, my worst thing is kind of a two-part type deal. So yeah. I, want, I want to start it first. I do think there are some pacing issues. Around the time that they do actually rescue Elizabeth, it feels like the movie keeps trying to end. Like when we get to that boat fight... When uh, the Black Pearl catches up with the Dauntless, it feels like, oh, this is the climax. Yeah. Like, it, it felt like a little bit of that that kept going. Um, although, when, once they get trapped on the island, then it's like, okay, th- there's still a bit more of this movie yeah. to be had. Yeah. But I, I felt like for that part, that, that felt kind of odd. And that leads to... Um, I find that scene, the boat fight, it's very well done, but I find that to be one of the most problematic parts of the movie because the, the pirates on the Black Pearl are invincible. So why does this fight? Yeah, I was last wondering the same thing. So long. Well, that like, what, what's what's their goal? And at what point do Will and Elizabeth learn that these guys are immortal? Like, does yeah. Elizabeth know? And if so, she should be telling everybody else. Doesn't Elizabeth know by that point? Yeah, she definitely I mean, does. Oh yeah, yeah, because she stabs Barbosa. Yeah, and and there's the whole scene, isn't there? The the doesn't she go through the entire like creepy skeleton scene? Before? Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. But I don't know if she learns like, oh, they're invincible there. Yeah. But other than well, I mean, she does stab Barbosa, and he pulls yeah. Them I I think that's supposed to yeah. be like the yeah. But but why doesn't she tell everyone else like, hey, these guys are invincible. We shouldn't be fighting them. What's the point? Does she get the chance? I mean, yeah, when she gets on the boat and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, and she's like, we should stay and fight them. Oh, no, no, they're going to catch yeah, up okay. to us. Yeah. Well, Will's the one who does that, and... They both do. I know, but Will isn't Will the one who's like, oh, we have to, like, I feel like he's the one, I remember him being the one who proposes it, and I never really understood why, because, like, I think the idea was that he was trying to give himself up to the 
pirates, but then it gets kind of confusing and he gets trapped. And it, yeah, that's that scene is a little more. It should be a little it's more just, efficient. We need a fight. We need an action scene. Yeah, go. Yeah. Well, we need a boat fight scene. We need a boat fight scene because yeah. they don't really do that in the finale. Yeah, and that leads me to another problem, which is the the logic of the pirates being invincible. Kind of, it's not very consistent throughout the movie. Yeah, because I think I know at where the beginning. At the beginning, when Will's fighting some of them when they first show up to Port Royal to grab Elizabeth, mm-hmm. um, like he he quote unquote kills a couple of them, and they actually look like they're in pain as they drop to the ground, and then he runs into them later. But then later on in the movie, like uh. Is it Rigetti or Pintle? One of those guys, like, when they're like, oh, did did it work? Did Elizabeth's blood work? And are, are we good? And then Barbosa just shoots one of them. Yeah. And there's, like, no pain on his face whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit... a bit inconsistent. Well, because it's a little bit, oh, the audience needs doesn't know yet that they're immortal, so we have to play yeah. it like that. And, yeah, yeah it's, it's much more to the audience's benefit than it does, you know, than it works inside the sure. rules of the universe sure um which i don't think you even notice unless you watch it multiple times so it works fine on a first viewing mm-hmm. but yeah i i would say that that mid boat fight leading into the logic of them being invincible pirates and that's kind of inconsistent mm-hmm. that would be my problem yeah kind of complicated i know but yeah and it is a little weird when they um the governor I forget how he does it. He, he like, cuts off the one pirate's hand. Yeah, because the, the, the bone hand, arm is reaching through and he manages to hit it yeah. at something and it falls, you know, on and the so, ground. So, like, the hand is... It raises questions for me. Because, like, the Oh, hand... yeah, no, no. No, there's the bit where uh, Elizabeth causes the two pirates when she gets onto the Black Pearl to rescue uh, Gibbs and mm-hmm. the rest of them. She knocks the two guys off with uh, the, the small boat. And you see them falling into the water, and there are a bunch of bones that are separated from each other. Yeah. Like, it's just a pile of bones. Yeah. It's like, what happens when the moonlight's not on them? <laughs> are they dead? Yeah. Well, that's what I was wondering, too. Uh, or, like, when um, uh, when Will grabs the bombs from, from the pirate ship. That's what I was... The bombs, yeah. And he shoves them in the guy, and he's like, not fair! And then he blows up. It's like, is he is he dead? That's a, that's the biggest what? thing. Where I, because it's like, he pushes him out of the moonlight? Yeah, and uh, that seems so, to be so, it gets, so the bomb gets stuck inside of him, yeah, inside inside of his stomach. But then, is he permanently dead, or is it sort of thing where it's like you put his bones back together and he's alive? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's well, he he clearly has um, what's the word has has made him to be not in the fight for yeah. So I don't he know. incapacitates him. That's the word. That, yeah, I was trying to say decapitate, and I was like, "That's not. That's not what I'm looking for." <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little weird. A little bit of that, and and that kind of leads into actually, this is a good segue. Um, what is probably my the point, and this might just be something I missed, but the thing that I'm most unsure about, um, the they keep bringing. Wh- why do they need Bootstrap Bill's blood? To lift the curse. Do they say that? The, yes, they do. Um, well, they say they need the the blood of every single person that stole from the chest. So the fact that they're just there is that enough? Or well, they, no, no, they already 
submitted their blood hey, sacrifice. Okay. There is a throwaway like, line about that. Okay. And they're like, oh, Bootstrap Bill, he's the last one we need to lift the curse. Oh, crap. Hey. We kind of we kind of sent him to the okay. bottom of the ocean. Okay, never mind. That. Yeah. That's what I was it's not, thinking. It's not specifically, hit. we need his blood. Yeah. That's the only blood we need. That's, that's yeah. That's what I was thinking, but I I was wondering because... I mean, that's that seemed like what it was, but they never said... Or I never yeah. caught the line about them saying about the blood. Okay. Yep, never mind. We're fine. Yeah, that was, I, like, my I biggest thought problem. That, I thought that was a problem watching this. But then, yeah, there's a couple of throwaway lines. Okay. Take care of that. Yeah, because I was, I was trying to pay attention to both that and the, the timeline that we're going with here. Because there's a lot of, like... Oh, this thing happened, and that happened to Jack. And I was trying to figure out like dates and stuff because yeah. I'm a nerd like that. <laughs> it all it all seemed fine to me. I, yeah. I could be wrong, but yeah, the logic of of the actual coins themselves seemed to make sense well enough. Uh, do we want to talk about the CG? Yeah, it's it's passable. Especially for when was this? Two thousand two, three, three. Yeah. Especially for that and what they were trying to do, I think it still holds up relatively well. And it 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 almost has the uh, the Terminator effect, where like when they did in the first Terminator movie, when they tried to do the stop motion, and it's not quite fluid, but that makes it almost creepier. Yeah. Um, it kind of has the same effect, where it's like it even looks a little more unnatural. It does look a little cartoony at the same time. Right. Um, it's definitely dated. But I am impressed that it still is like, you know what, That's that doesn't look too bad when we're looking at this from 15, 14, 15 years later. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, that was, that, I, that definitely came to mind, but it wasn't like, I don't know. The monkey looks great. The undead yes. monkey looks excellent. I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know why that is, but... I guess it kind of goes back to that uh, to what we were talking about with in Rogue One with um, Peter Cushing, where we are much more att- versus like the, the apes and planet of the, the planet of the apes things, where we're much more in tune to what a human's supposed to look like than we are anything else. So. Yeah. Um. I don't know what to talk about next, Tyler. What do you want to talk about next? <laughs> um. I don't know. The thing that really impresses me about this movie is how we kind of talk about this, how creative um, Jack Sparrow's whole plot is, and how he's constantly kind of adjusting to... it's it's His plot, like, the way he handles situations is almost like seeing a hero do, pull the, like, Joker from Dark Knight or a Zemo from Civil War type thing. Yeah. Where they're just constantly, like, changing their plan and, like, or... They seem to be constantly changing their plan, but on on this side, we kind of get an insight into how they're doing all of that. Yeah, and Just, it makes sense. Like the, the first thing I was thinking of was it was Palpatine's plan, specifically in Phantom Menace, where it's just like he had to know X, Y, and Z were going to happen perfectly for him to get elected as Chancellor. I don't, I don't buy it for a second. Yeah, and whereas this, it's like okay, he's. Jack Sparrow has a good enough grasp on what's going on. He can kind of play things to his advantage. Okay, I I buy this. He's smart enough that he's constantly trying to play Barbosa. He's constantly yeah. trying to play the the the, um, the entire like East India Trading Company or whatever. Um, no, it's the Royal Navy that we're dealing with in this right. one. 
Is it? Do they come in later? What's the deal? Yes, I, that's that's Lord Beckett in the the second and third movies. He works with the East India Trading Company, but they're only mentioned once here. There's a it, throwaway line about them, and that's is that how, not is uh, that not Jack who, got the pirate brand? Is that not who the main villain guy in this is? No. Okay. He's is he he's you mean recurring Norrington? Yeah. Norrington? Yeah. He he's the the um head of the Royal Navy or whatever at Port Royal. He's a recurring character, right? Yeah. Okay. But it, it's different from Lord Beckett. They're okay. not the same person. I must be he thinking. Does, he shows up in the next movie in a very unexpected way. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm because he is board. a full fledged character arc across these three movies. It's weird. Oh yeah. It's great. I love the fact that at the end he's just like, yeah, just let him get away. Yeah. Like that, I was. There's I, a character arc for the sword that Will makes him across the the first yeah. three movies. Yeah, I, that it's great. The, this movie. The other thing about this movie is that it instantly feels sort of epic because even though some of the a, a lot of the characters are a little like bit side characters and they're they don't have a whole lot to do. They're just kind of funny characters. Um, we still keep track of them and we're constantly yeah. like taking a look at them and, and being like, oh yeah, what are these guys up to? And, yeah, um, like the like the goofy British soldiers. Exactly, exactly. The two the two guys that that Jack first meets, like right at the beginning of the movie, they're recurring characters, and they they don't necessarily do a whole lot. But we 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 always, whenever there's a battle or anything, we get a chance to look in on them and saying, "All right, what are these guys yeah. up to?" Really, just towards yeah. the end in this movie, but um, yeah, it's great. There there's so many little char- side characters in the entire like cast. I completely forgot Zoe Zoe Saldana was in this movie. Yep. This was like her. Was this her one of her first big things? Like, probably. Because yeah, I mean, like Avatar was after this. She was yeah. That is that her, and right? Star Trek weren't for another six years. Yeah, and then obviously Guardians of the Galaxy was even farther. Yeah, so. Huh. Yep. Can I can I just say I I, d- despite my my slight problems with Orlando Bloom's performance just because I don't think he's charismatic enough for the mm-hmm. role. I love how Will is just constantly getting crap for being a blacksmith. Yeah. And his the through line of his arc into becoming a, a pirate I, I think is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Like, even the, the opening bit where he's delivering the, the sword um, to Elizabeth's father. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, tell your master he did a really good job and, and Will just goes... You know, a blacksmith is is always wants to hear that their work is yeah. appreciated. Yeah, and so it's very clear. Oh, he made the sword, mm-hmm. not not his drunken master. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't like correct him either. So it's it's yeah. great to see him sort. Of, yeah. Um, yeah, and even the through line of him uh, calling Elizabeth uh, Miss Swan, and she's like, "Can you, can you just call me Elizabeth? You you creep." <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's good. Oh, and, and him, all that him stuff. being a him being a blacksmith, despite it being a very useful skill in terms of him being a good swordsman, is mm-hmm. constantly thrown in his face. Mm-hmm. And, and and he has and he has to overcome that because hey, characters need to overcome challenges in movies a little bit instead of Daniels just automatically pulls out an assault rifle and is like, "I'm going to shoot an alien hanging from a thing at the end of the movie because I'm Ripley now." Yep, Ripley's believe it or not. <laughs> That came out of nowhere. Um, the 
I'm trying to remember exactly. I know that they play on that Elizabeth Miss Swan thing so much, and it's great. Because doesn't Jack immediately start referring to as Elizabeth? Maybe? Or something? I don't I want to say. Um, I forget. What, I can't remember all the specific moments, but that, that comes up so much as far as them, like, trading in, of course, at the end he does say it, refer to as Elizabeth, and oh, it's so good. Um... Oh, there was someone else. The, oh, can I, can I just say one of my favorite moments of the movie is the at the very end when he's like, he's like Elizabeth, it never would have worked out between us. Yeah, Will, nice hat, and then he goes. <laughs> so it's it's like okay, in in a typical dumb movie, he would have said, "Oh, Will, I appreciate everything. You're 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 my new best buddy." But instead, it's like okay, he sticks to the character. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. great. It's it's. Perfect, and even just him tripping over the the balcony and he falls over yeah, as he's trying to like deliver his line. Oh, it's Great. excellent. Um, I also love the moment at the beginning when Will is like in the governor's mansion and he just accidentally tears off like a chunk of lantern <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah. and just chucks it in a, in a vase. Like that's perfect. You know, and he makes a move like he's gonna put in it, put it in his pocket, and he's like, oh, that's like, what? Work. What am I? Oh god! Oh jeez! I've made a terrible mistake. I love this movie. This movie's great. It's so good. Um, but let's talk about the fact that the subject matter in this is pirates. Because mm-hmm. I feel like automatically you could go, was this like a fun movie that's aimed at like families? Because like I, I feel like, and, and we do get into this with the sequels when they actually start making a lot of the pirates the good guys. Yeah. Um, it's like a lot of these people are probably like, well, we know they're they're serial killers, but they're also probably like rapists and stuff as well. It's like, why should I be on their side? Yeah, but but at least with Jack, they make it very clear that he is a good person mm-hmm. because he immediately goes to rescue Elizabeth. So I feel like we can, you know, we we can probably infer a lot of about like what he's done in his past based on that. Part of what makes this so good is how much how much show don't tell there is. Yeah, um, that's a, that's kind of a buzz phrase, I guess, that gets thrown around a lot. Of like, oh, you're you're giving to some movies need it. Sometimes you have to have you have to have exposition. Yeah. You have to be able a little to exposition goes a long way. Yeah, um, but this movie specifically, there's so many moments where, like, again, it's it's all the stuff we've been talking about that you would totally not catch. Like they don't they don't sit there and and because like the guidelines. Uh, Joke, where, right? Where um, yeah, there is a Barbosa for that, isn't there? Barbosa's like, oh, they're they're. Or we like to think of the mole as guidelines, and then Elizabeth says that to Gibbs, and then Gibbs that says that to to Jack, and it's yeah. not like, oh, where did you? It's not Jack doesn't go like, oh, where did you hear that from? Oh, well, I, Elizabeth said it to us. It's yeah. it's just it's a joke, and they keep it running, and they pay it off, and yeah. that I don't know. There, there's just. They don't sit there and dwell on the smart things they do. They just do them. Um, yeah. It, it's not constantly going, hey, look at this thing that we did. Isn't it great? Yeah. I, I love the little bit at one point also. This uh, this isn't really that related to what we're talking about, but I just love at the very beginning, there's a scene when, when Jack is talking to the two um, British soldiers, or the Navy soldiers, I think that's who he's talking to. Um, I think it, yeah, because it's, it's at the scene where Elizabeth falls off the... Um, the tower or whatever the fortress and he's yeah. just talking to them and he's like and then they made me their chief and, yeah. then, and we never like that never came. well that's that's why i get confused about because in the next one 
the first, you know, when we catch up to Jack, he's been made the chief of all these natives. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm just kind of confused as to what, like, it were the screenwriters like, oh, well, we'll kind of go off that joke. I don't but know. Then, but still, I just think I it's great. I'm probably because, thinking way too hard about it. Because it's such a thing you could just miss. But it's such yeah. a perfect little, like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, and the way they reveal the backstory of this is is a lot better than a lot of, like, dramas that are focused on flashbacks and backstories tend to do. Yeah. Where they you don't really get, like, flashbacks at all. It's just piece by piece they keep reinforcing this is a thing that happened to this character you're going to learn a little bit more about it later and they slowly just kind of build it back up and build it back up and the fact that like watching the movie when you know that Will is the son of one of the pi- or the, the pirate that was in Barbosa's crew that they fit like all of that works so well and like watching when it comes back that's such a great little like twist on it um I don't know it's so great and and we've complained before about conveniences uh there is a big one I want to mention. Sure, but I was going to say, a lot of them, I don't, there's a ton of conveniences in this movie, and I kind of don't care at all because that's sort of the universe it's in. It's it's a... That's true. This movie, and I realized last week that I mentioned that this mo- this franchise was like the last big franchise we needed to hit. I realized I was kind of forgetting Indiana Jones. It's kind of a, kind of a big cornerstone that we haven't touched on. This movie is a lot of, has a lot of the same features, though, in that... It's an adventure movie, and so all this stuff happens, and you kind of just are along for the ride, and you're you're getting invested in these characters, and there's there's all this crazy awesome stuff going on. Um, that it's the same idea, and that's why I don't really care a lot about the conveniences because they're just they're very. It's still a very clever movie, and they kind of play off that sort of vibe. I don't know. Um, yeah, what was your? You, you said you had a, a thought, a big convenience. The, the, the main convenience that I caught this time is just that Jack happens to show up to Port Royal the same day that Elizabeth decides to wear the, the coin as a yeah. necklace. And then that causes, like, when she falls in the water, it sends a signal out to the yeah. Black Pearl. But that's that's also kind of what I'm talking about, specifically the part about her falling off the fortress and yeah. starting it all. And, like, that, that's sort of a little thing. It is kind of weird. It's weird, but it's efficient. That's just kind yeah. of how movies tend to be a lot of times, where it's like, all right, got to start well, off with all the characters in the same place doing the same thing, and so on and so forth. Well, here's the thing. The movie is doing so much right that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, when you're watching it as just a piece of entertainment, you're not even thinking about it, because the movie's so darn entertaining. Yeah. If the movie was bad, then that would that would stand then out would, a lot we more. would wreck it for all these different things. Like, all the stuff with how Will kind of, like, bounces around between these characters and, and sort of is conveniently in the same place as all these characters where they show up and yeah all that but yeah it's like Jack just happens to run into her with the coin and then like five minutes later he runs into Will exactly. at the blacksmith exactly. place yeah yeah but but the movie like I said the movie's so entertaining that it almost doesn't matter mm-hmm. um and that goes with the tone. If it were taking itself a lot more seriously, then that might be a problem. Yeah. But it's not. Like, it's the perfect tone to get away with stuff exactly. like that. Um, I just have a couple of other complaints that I put in my notes. Okay. Um, number one, the bit where they have the dinghy and they take it underwater <laughs> to sort of sneak past. I'm like, that's not, that's not possible. Are you sure? 
I'm I'm pretty sure because air pressure and stuff you could you could not carry that. Oh yeah, at the bottom. Oh, of the at water. the bottom of the ocean. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Um, I was like, that's a thing people do, but then I was like, wait, no, that's a thing people do on the surface of water. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that's hilarious. That's just not, though that's it's, just it's not, so funny that I don't even <laughs> yeah. care. It's, it's a it really comical cuts. image. Yeah, yeah. Um, I should almost just make that the wallpaper of my computer. Seriously. Um, <laughs> and can I just say I love. I don't know if they're really trying to pay off of that, um, but this is just sort of a decision I love in general. But at the very end of the movie, or the finale of the movie, when all the dead are walking on the underwater, that's just another one of those little things where it's like, they could have just had them be like, oh, they're swimming out to the the people, and then like, yeah, they're or they're getting on the boats. But no, they just do this little creepy thing to make it that much more interesting and 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 tense because you're like, oh man, they're now they don't know that they're coming at all, and like, yeah. They yeah it's it's they do stuff like that all the time. Oh, you mean they thought through an action scene instead yeah. of just like oh, and now now they fight. Who cares? Also, there's a pirate at the end when they're um, Will and Jack are fighting with Barbosa and his and the guy like the couple of guys that were left behind to watch them all. Um, yeah, I don't think at least I may have just missed this, but I don't think they show it. But one of the pirates just like ends up with a bucket on his head, like a gold bucket interesting and he's just kind of and like because it's 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 quick because it's just like um they cut to the, some stuff that's happening on the boat and then they cut back and will is just like banging this guy on the head and he has a bucket on his head so like he's yeah. like blind and then like he eventually gets it off late, later in the fight scene yeah but that's just like this random thing where it's just like oh yeah will did that to, to yeah get, it, it's great they didn't make a big deal of it they didn't have a, a little part where he like they they focus in on it and make it a funny thing that happens. It's just a little thing. Yeah. I know I I'm I'm about to jump back to the Barbosa stuff that we were talking about earlier. I love how his last line is, I feel cold. Yeah. Cause it's that like is, that little It's very poetic. That little bit of performance right there go gives off like everything about his or uh, gives off tells so much about like the way they were talking about with oh they can't feel anything they can't enjoy anything anymore yeah and how he can finally feel again and like you see yeah. for just a moment that he's like relieved he's like oh my gosh I, I I'm I can feel again and then like a second later he's like oh god this is awful yeah it's it's so it's so minuscule and so perfect um my my one uh. There is a poster at, uh, let's just say, the local movie theater with um, uh, for Pirates of the Caribbean on... What's the newest one? Dead Men Tell No... Dead Men Tell No Tales. That's a weird title to have after Dead Man's Chest. Whatever. Um, Everything's the, fine. The poster is great. I don't, know if it, I don't know if you'd be able to find this easily online if you tried searching for it. But the poster is great because all these characters are like... Oh, I'm you know I'm Jack Sparrow and I'm doing something and, and look look how clever and 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 silly and drunk I am and like you can that that's what Johnny Depp's going for and like there's there's whoever the new girl in the movie I haven't seen this movie yet is like oh you know I'm I'm clever and or, or I'm the the new interesting girl that maybe is a, a love interest or something or I don't know I don't remember exactly um, and the, it, all the characters are doing these poses and they're trying to like look you know like like you know portray something about Jeffrey Rush is just staring he's just blank <laughs> face he's just staring he's slapped in the middle of like the top 
you know, right corner of the poster, and he's just kind of staring, and he's like, yep, I'm here. Let's get this over with. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's he's excellent. He's so good. I love the through line with the apples. That's it. I was just thinking about that. Do you want to explain it? Do you want to? Great. So his whole one of one of his, the signals he gives off when he's like things that I want to do back when the curse is lifted is is eat an apple. Uh-huh. Because that seems to be just just something he really enjoys. And they do bring that back in subsequent movies. Really? Yes. Okay. Because, obviously, spoilers for whatever the sequels are called, because they're all <laughs> dumb titles. When he comes back, I, I believe it's the end of the next one. Like, he shows up, he just walks into frame, and he's just like, so what happened? what's happened to my ship? And then he just eats an apple, and he starts laughing. Hmm. How does that... We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Talk about this movie. Um, but yeah... It... On point! Dude, on Stranger Points? Well, my, my, yeah. Um, my favorite thing about that is the way that Jack uses that, where he's, like, negotiating with him on the parole, and he grabs an apple, and he takes, like, a huge bite out of it. Yeah. And, like, it's not even necessarily something where he knows it, but he, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Trying to get under Barbosa's skin. Yeah. Um, I feel like I had something else to say. Continue with your list. Oh, I just have one more complaint. Okay. It's a very short And I don't really care about this because if I'm willing to buy it in The Dark Knight Rises, I'm willing to buy it. (laughs) (laughs) It, It's it's the thing where the people complain about where it's like, oh, why did Gordon send every single cop down into the sewer for them to blow up? That's kind of dumb. And in this, when Jack and Will, they steal uh, the Dauntless and then the Royal Navy catches up with them because the Interceptor's the fast one and then they, they go to take over the ship. Literally every single sailor goes on to the Dauntless. Yeah. Allowing Jack and Will to just swing over to the inter- Interceptor and just steal it. And it's like, a couple guys would have stayed on there. Yeah. That's, that's... Eh. You're not wrong, but it's also kind of like the idea is it's a big ship and they're trying to search every single inch of it. So they're just trying to immediately get, like, everybody on board. I'm fine with it. It's yeah. it's the rule of cool. It's the like like I said, if I'm willing to buy it in The Dark Knight Rises, which is the greatest movie ever made, I am willing to buy it here. It's the the D and D, the tried and true uh, Dungeons and Dragons phrase, where it, if you uh, well, as long as what you're trying to do, or the more cool something you're trying to do is, the more inclined the dungeon master will be to like helping you out with it, or like like letting you do it. The rule of cool. Is what they call it. Then what happened to Suicide Squad? It's not cool. (laughs) But it's trying so hard. (laughs) It's not. Um, It's trying so hard. But it's the same idea because that little, like, thing tells us so much about, like, Jack Sparrow's thought process and, like, the way he's... And if they really wanted, they could have had a scene where they leap back on board and then they shoot the guy or they throw him overboard or whatever and then we move on with the plot, like... If they, if or, they... or, or, or it could have been like a simple like you see Norrington on the Dauntless or whatever and they're like where, where are they we can't find them and then you hear like a couple of splashes and it's like you see yeah. Jack and Will throwing them overboard or yeah. something yeah. I mean it's not it's not a thing that... it's not a big deal yeah also there's a goofy shot of one of the sailors trying to swing back onto the interceptor and it's very <laughs> clear from the angle it's like no the way you're swinging, you would not... You're not even close. Like, <laughs> and then he, well, but that's great, because then he just flies into the water. And it's, yeah. like, not even close. And it's great. 
It's it's weird. <laughs> he tried. But yeah, other than that, I have no more problems. I, I don't have any other problems with this movie, at least on a huh. story level. When that's all I've got, it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And for reference, go back to the past few episodes where I've made huge, huge lists of notes for yep. complaints. Because movies are terrible. <laughs> Mostly. Should we talk about the score? Yeah. That's actually not Hans Zimmer. Weirdly enough. I don't know how any of that works. Although I believe he gave some input. Okay. Because, like... I... I don't know. I know there are, like, some tracks that seem to have the same theme, and sometimes it's Klaus Bedelt is is credited, and sometimes it's Hans Zimmer. I don't really know how any of that works. I know he was on the next movies or whatever, but... Whatever. No, no, no. It's it's Hans Zimmer for the sequels. Yeah. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you were saying the reverse. Never mind. We're fine. Uh, I think that's what I said. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, So Klaus Bedelt did the score for this one. And I believe Hans Zimmer helped. Okay. Like, assisted him with yeah. stuff. Hans Zimmer does everything. Yes, he does. It's kind of like how he helped uh, Steve Jablonski with the first Transformers score. Huh. Was he? Did, did Hans Zimmer do like the later Transformers movies at all? No. Or was yeah, that all always... of them? Are, all of them are Steve Jablonski. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I believe, like, with that, he was having problems coming up with, like, the hero theme, so Hans Zimmer helped him with that. Yeah. Which is why that score sounds very much like a Hans Zimmer score. That theme is excellent, though. Yeah, no, it's really good, and then the Pirates of the Caribbean one is fantastic. Yeah. Like, it, it it does give me, and, and this goes perfect with you comparing it to Indiana Jones, it gives me very Indiana Jones-type vibes yeah. in terms of, it's just a fun romp. Yeah. We're having a fun time. But it feels there's adventure and danger, and there's excitement. It's it's great, not epic necessarily, but yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know. It's kind of epic. <laughs> yeah, it's not in the not in the Lord of the Rings sense, but in the you know, it's just this big open world, and we're, there's all these characters. When you get when you get the Hans Zimmer version <laughs> in the subsequent movies, then it sounds okay, like that. Okay, okay? Yeah. It was... <laughs> that's fair. But yeah, I, no, I will say that that's that's probably my problem with the score in this one. It's like Klaus Bedelt's version is just so subdued yeah. compared to when Hans Zimmer takes over, which kind of works because this is a much more subdued movie. That's true. Than when they get and into then, some of the other stuff, and then like in the next one, all the characters are like trapped by the natives in like those weird uh, sphere things, and they're like all sorts of cartoony shenanigans that yeah. are happening. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of like weird cartoony things no. that happen in this movie. There's not at there's all. funny moments, but there's not like a weird thing where Johnny Depp's strapped to a thing and he flips like fifty feet in the air and he lands perfectly, then he falls through a bunch of bridges. This all happens in the next movie, by the way. The closest thing is the um the the zipline thing. Yeah. Uh, which I completely really bothered me at first, and then I had to go back and like check and like look up what I was missing. Where he he takes the handcuffs, but and the handcuffs have enough slack that he like throws them around the rope and like yeah. grabs onto them, which is great. Um, yeah. as a because like at first I was like, wait, how did he get them on there? And then you go back and you're looking like, oh, he's being smart. It's about his character. He's doing things. Who are you? Can I just say I'm, I'm, I love the uh, the governor is the high septum from Game of Thrones, right? 
Yes, Jonathan Price. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, kind of one of my favorite uh, James Bond villains. Hmm. I think you've mentioned that to me before. Um, and one of the, the most lukewarm James Bond movies? Sure. Um, <laughs> but I love when, when he, at the end, is like... He comes out of his office and everyone's cheering and he's like, Yeah! Yeah! Hurrah! Hurrah! And he pretends like he's about to attack <laughs> yeah, one of the pirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Oh. <sighs> Who directed this movie? I know you... Gore Verbinski. Yeah, and it, did he direct all th- He directed three? two and three. Okay. That's really interesting. Yep. Because he just... And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really I interested. I don't remember who directed four or five. Yeah, it's fine. I'm really well, interested fine. to to watch the next couple of them with the like while trying to kind of compare it and lead it back into this one because yeah, man, everyone just gives such a, a stellar performance in this. Yeah, I guess we haven't talked about um, <laughs> Natalie Portman. Uh, talked about Kieran Knightley much. Rose Byrne. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kristen Wiig. <laughs> what? No. Um, yeah, Allison Brie. Sure. I guess we haven't talked about Karen Knightley much because I don't know. She's so good in this. Um, you know what would be great if she played Padme in the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> <sighs> Do you think we would have gotten a better performance overall if it were her instead of Natalie Portman, even with George's directing? I don't know. How much of it is the British accent? I, I, I think that helps quite a bit. Yeah. I do think that Natalie Portman is a little better suited for comedic roles. Maybe. Or I don't I, know. I might, maybe I'm thinking of Rose Byrne. Oh, Lord. They're all the same. They really are. Because Rose Byrne is actually in, like, good comedies. That is that is who I'm thinking of. Never mind. Oh, my gosh. This is They're breaking all the me. same. They are all the same. Um, what is that? What is what else is Natalie Portman? She was Jane in the Thor movies. Yes, she was in the Thor movies and eh. she was in Black Swan, which she won an Oscar for. Sure. Has Karen Knightley won an Oscar? What has she done since these? Bend it like Beckham. I have no idea. Maybe they like you, trade off. I think their... that movie's from like 2002. It's like a teen soccer sports yeah. movie. Maybe they trade off their talent. Like, they have, like, a pool of talent. And, and so you can't put them both in the same movie because... Or the same franchise, because then, you know, you're 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 spreading the, the, the Portman Knightley uh, energy. The Portman, Knight, Port, Portman Knightley mana, if you will. You're, you're not... You're not focusing it. So that's why... That's why they're, they're able to get good performances in their individual movies. Although Natalie Portman in the Thor movies... Eh. But... I don't know. Fine. I don't know who, who would have been better. But either way... Oh... She was in Pride and Prejudice. People like that movie. Okay. Which one? Um, from 2005. I don't know. Are, are, are you asking which actress? Yes. Kira Knightley. Okay. And okay. she also was nominated for an Academy Award for Atonement. Which okay. is her and James McAvoy. Hmm. Cool. So she's been in things. Yeah. She was also in... The King Arthur movie with uh, I don't remember who it is. With some famous British actor who was once in the running to play James Bond. Huh. Okay. Now I'm just listing off movies. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, as far 
she doesn't get I don't know I find her really enjoyable in this yeah yeah I feel like she has she kind of picks up the slack in terms of charisma that Orlando Bloom's kind of exactly which is why I can't really like hate too much on their little romantic not subplot their romantic plot um yeah because she's she's really good at it and she kind of helps him to be good at it anyway um like she's able to stand toe to toe with with johnny depp yeah like the whole scene where she's yelling at him as to why she's burning the rum on the island oh it's great it's great oh that's i i can believe i forgot about that scene for a second yeah that's that's awesome i love the part where what is it what does he say when he he goes and he sees i think he's like i'll never hear the end of this when he goes and he sees that they oh no he says uh there will be no living with her after this yeah 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 the dialogue say, is so also with, with you saying this feels like a big universe because we always keep track of the smaller characters it does kind of make it feel smaller when she's like oh within an hour they will see the smoke signal yeah it's a big smoke signal though it's fine i mean it's not kinda, necessarily big in terms of land it doesn't really feel like it takes place over a huge area but it does feel like we have a high concentration of characters that we well it are says the entire in. well it's pirates of the caribbean i assume it takes place in the whole caribbean yeah. i don't know from what they say, I mean, they mention the the Isla de Muerta, and they mention yeah. um, Port Royal, Port Royal, and Tortuga. Yeah, Tortuga. That's that's what I which, think. Which, based on just the the story, it, it appears to be like the midway point between. Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't seem like Port it's Royal a huge thing. and Isla de Muerta. I kind of want to yeah. touch on the whole. For I I don't want to like take away from because I feel like we've talked more about Will and Jack. Will and yeah, Will and Jack. Um. I don't want to take away from her. Before. I I feel like she doesn't have as much of a character arc as as much yeah. as <laughs> she becomes like a fully realized individual. By the yeah, end. yeah. Like it's not like she changed because because the, there's there's like great hints at what she's going to become, especially in later movies, like when uh the pirates attack her house mm-hmm. and she goes to hide herself mm-hmm. and she goes to grab the sword on the wall, but it's stuck in the thing and yeah. she's like trying to pull it out and she's like, crap, I can't do it. Uh-huh. And then she pulls out like she's she's actually fighting with Will against the pirates. Oh, the and then like, and then she the, going off a little thing about creative. Then she uses the the like pan of hot coals. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's great because she true. hits him over the head, and and that's like a typical. Oh, you know they they she hits him over the head with the the metal thing. It's a feminine thing. Oh, it's, it's funny. But then she she dumps the coals on him, and that's yeah. great. I love that. Um, but yeah, no, her especially. I think the the scene with her with with. Jack on the Island is the best, maybe her best performance of the movie. Um, yeah. Like the her her kind of shining moment because she's she's great at. Well, also like, her faking drunk. That's it, that's what I'm kind of getting at. Which is, which you can see that turn when when like she starts to you know level with Jack on an emotional level and he starts to try and turn it into like oh I I, I can get with you now yeah type. like yeah. he's trying to put the moves on her and then she fakes drunk uh-huh. to get him drunk uh-huh. it's great. Like you can you can see the like the, the changes in her performance as the scene progresses, which exactly. is nice. Yeah. It's, it's really not good. just she's just really static and dry the whole scene. Exactly. Um Yeah. Man. What a film. That's good. Um I was gonna touch on how do you so how do you feel generally about the way I think you I mean you you did mention this a little bit ago, but I want to kinda dive into it a bit more. Um the I know a lot of. Obviously, this is not the way pirates were. 
necessarily. And uh, no, this is this is a very I don't want to say kidified romantic fan. Uh, yes, a romanticized version yeah. of pirates. Um, but at the same time, it isn't that like shiny. I guess it's not. It's not like all the pirates yeah. are like happy-go-lucky and like the like the pirates are funny because they're kind of pathetic in a lot of ways. A lot of like yeah. the, the more minor pirates and like obviously Barbosa is despicable and. Um, yeah, it also does help that we're dealing with supernatural stuff, which yeah. helps us to separate it a bit more from the real world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so it's like, oh, these are cursed pirates, and they turn into skeletons. True, but they're all they're all grimy, and and I love the the is it which one has the the eye? I don't know what their names are. It's either Rigetti or Pintel. I can't remember. Okay. Um, one of whom plays the the uh, British equivalent of Dwight on the. Uh, original office right the one with the eye right yes yeah um but that little thing where he has the wooden eye is great and, and creepy and gross and i love it yeah and like where the fort gets stuck in it i love how that they're like they're talking about like what they're going to do when the treasures or when the curse is lifted he's like I, i'm going to be able to get myself a, a brand new eye yeah. the splinters in this yeah, are driving me yeah. nuts um it's it, it it's not as i i do think i don't know I, I don't think it's as far off from just because it's so dirty and like all the characters are so gruff and just because they're they're funny and like obviously like this is not how people act in real life so why would it be how people acted in the 1700s um or whenever um but yeah I, I don't think it's as like romanticized as it maybe could be just because it is still very as as it would be in say like a, a movie made in the sixties or the seventies, yeah, because it's still very dedicated to making this world kind of gross and making pirates yeah. kind of gross. I love the part where where at the end Jack Sparrow is is kind of getting up in the governor's face, talking to him, and the governor's like, you can tell he's like visibly upset by his smell, yeah, and uh, yeah, I know it's interesting. They put thought and effort into it. Yeah. I can always appreciate that. Yeah. When it comes down to it, this is a movie... I, I mentioned this earlier. This is a movie about pirates. And that's that's what it's about. It's about cursed treasure. It's about... They're, they're, you're stealing, commandeering a ship. And, and yeah. There, there's, you know, the, the, the fast black pirate ship that's creepy and, and, and legendary. And mute, there's mutinies and there's pirates getting marooned and they walk the plank even and they don't it's not like a i don't know it's it's not nearly as silly as it could be yeah it Um, doesn't feel like super cheesy or corny when it happens it's just like oh that's that's just a part of the movie nobody goes oh you're gonna walk the plank there's there's no swelling like um epic like music at that in that scene where it's like oh no what's gonna happen when they fall in it's just yep it's water they they fell in some water gonna swim over to that island over there There's just the, the, there's there's the British Navy, there's cannons, there's boats getting destroyed, there's parrot, there's a there. I love how this weaves in little bits of scenes, or bits bits and things like that, where like there's the oh they they have a parrot, they have a monkey, and it never Do they have a parrot. Yeah. Oh yeah, cotton, cotton. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. And it it doesn't feel like oh pirate tropes. It feels like oh we're just. Put a little touch here, just just an allusion to you know the classic. 
they all have fancy hats and none of them are really like you know a big two two point hat with a skull and crossbones on it yeah I don't know it's it, it, you know they've got the Jolly Roger but it's not they they do a good job of making that like intimidating and not just like oh look it's a silly pirate flag yay yeah where's the peg leg that's great there's it it feels realistic even if it's not just because they they do have that attention to detail of of knowing the tropes of the the genre and kind of playing around it yeah I think I'll just say one last thing and then we can go ahead and degrade. Sure. Um, the movie ends with Johnny Depp improving the him trying to remember that song that Elizabeth taught him. <laughs> That's great. It's it yeah. <laughs> it's a setup and payoff, but it's also just him improving that. Like that, <laughs> that that wasn't in the script for for the movie to end that way. It's beautiful. Yeah, and it's iconic. Yep. Like him, him saying the the drink up me hearties yo ho as the the yeah. what like the the exact way he delivers it and the I way mean, the music swells into the credits, and it's not the last time one of these movies will end pretty much that exact same way. Sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, Do we want to go ahead and grades? Sure. Shoot. Unless you want me, you to go, go first. I'm not. I'm still bouncing. I'm gonna go A minus. Okay. Um, if they were a bit better about the logic with the the pirates themselves, mm-hmm. with, with the curse, uh, like people showing that they're hurt versus not, and if they were able to fix that the the second act boat fight thing to make that make a little bit more sense mm-hmm. in terms of why the characters decide to fight, uh, I feel like this this movie would be near perfect. And yeah. also, like I said, I don't want to blame it so much on Orlando Bloom, but he is... A little bit stiff. Just, like I said, just above stiff. Yeah. Um, like, he's not he's not just like a complete charisma vacuum, but he just doesn't have much charisma. Mm-hmm. He works better as the strong, silent elf who just takes care of sure, business. Sure, sure. Um, and then it's a little, another weird little nitpick, nitpick is that I love that they, like, chuck all the this stuff in the cannons and it's like forks and silver and stuff I also don't really know why oh no no isn't it I, I can't remember Is, isn't it oh yeah yeah I know why because they're trying to lighten the the ship of anything right, that can help mind. them okay. get away so they throw all the cannonballs off and they're like crap we have to stay here and fight okay, okay we'll use whatever we got Never mind. yeah ignore me also, there's sure. an ex there's an excellent setup and payoff where they throw Gibbs's flask in there, and then Jack picks it Is up. That I must have completely missed like a couple of moments right there because I, I was wondering about that where he gives it back yes. to him or something. Yeah, and he, he 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 when Jack shows back up on the, the interceptor, he's like he gives it to to Gibbs and he's like bloody empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. So what's your grade, buddy? I think I'm gonna gonna go A. And the reason okay. the reason it's not A plus is for the same reasons you mentioned. But man, it's a good movie. Yep. I'm I'm very curious to see how how I was gonna say how both of us are gonna react to the sequels, but I'm pretty certain where I sit sure. with, with all of them. I, I'm gonna be interested to see where, where you end up. Like the next two I've seen a bunch, but I also am 
haven't really but seen you, it in but the context. But you don't have it with the context of this one the way you do now. And the way it's supposed to be kind of a trilogy. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I've never... I've seen bits and pieces of the fourth. I have no idea what the fifth is about. I know Javier Bardem is in it, and that's... Yeah. The fifth one's a mess. I'll just go ahead and say it. It's a complete mess, and it's really just if it entertains you or not. Okay. Yeah, happens. It's 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 very similar to like a Spectre or an X Men Apocalypse, where it's just like sure. I don't think this really works on the level of a a film, uh-huh. but it's just there's there's just a lot of fun to be had here. Yeah. But it probably does need a complete rewrite. <laughs> gotcha. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Yeah, that's that's one thing. It's it's a franchise where even if the the movies aren't, you know, quote unquote that great, they're still fun. Yeah, I I, I feel like that's the thing people forget about with this franchise, or even to some extent with Indiana Jones, where they when they complain so much about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I do get their complaints yeah. on on to a certain extent, but also. The movie's not taking itself super seriously, so I'm not taking it that seriously. Sure, sure. So I, I like, I don't think Crystal Skull is quite the abomination everybody makes it out to be. But that's just it's me. not great. I don't think. But no, it's it's not great. But I don't think it's it's one of the worst movies ever made. Well, we might have to do that next. That, I don't. I don't like, know. I, if I got... would definitely. I would definitely watch that over any of the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> yes. Like with with no hesitation, I would watch that three times if, instead of watching all three Star Wars prequels. If you disagree with that, that's totally fine. Opinions, I mean that. that w- yes, it, yeah, it's totally fine. But it also probably means you haven't watched the prequels recently, <laughs> <laughs> or came in with the Crystal Skull recently. Yeah, I mean, eh, eh. it's fine. It's not fine. At least but... that movie has proper filmmaking. Yeah, for the most part, there's occasionally a oh, that's a green screen. They try. <laughs> Um, kind kind of. of. We'll get to that. We th- that might be our next. I know we're we're just starting on a franchise, but that might be the next one we have to tackle just to check a, check the box off. We'll see. We still got to do Transformers Five since that's coming yeah. out. Yeah, it'll be great. Did we discuss that yet? How, our plans for that? Maybe I don't remember. We might as well. At some point when that comes out, we're gonna we'll probably have to stop this franchise. For uh, we could wait. We'll see. We'll see how the time works out. Um, but our plan currently is just to watch that and just release like a two hour podcast. That's just us for the first time watching this and reacting to it. Yeah. It'll be a commentary track. Yeah. So theoretically you could listen to us rambling on about how terrible the movie is while watching the movie. Although I don't know why you would want to watch the movie, (laughs) um, for the first time. So it'll be like a blind commentary and then theoretically we will get Britain back. At least for that episode. Yeah, we'll try to. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, I don't know. Should we tell him to watch all four movies leading up to that first? I yes. think that would be really funny. But only if you can do it in like one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Just. Oh my god, that would be like ten hours. How would imagine be ten hours of Michael Bay Transformers? Awful. That would be oh my so god. Bad. It actually might be longer than that. It might be oh somewhere probably. between like ten and twelve. I would, yeah, because it's probably not quite twelve, but yeah. Oh, jeez! Why would you want to do that ever? We should get him to do it. It'd be funny. <laughs> Ooh, no, no. You know what we should do? We should get him to record himself 
for that whole time, just one complete like 11 hour commentary track. We upload that for people as a bonus episode <laughs> by himself, and then we do our commentary track. Be beautiful. Be beautiful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dear Lord. Alright. <laughs> you can find us on uh, iTunes. Uh, we are Here Come the Sequels on iTunes. You can find us through uh, the internet at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com you can email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com and you can find us on a twitter that we never use at HCT Sequels. and we are now on YouTube kind of oh yeah we, have, have we, we haven't I, mentioned that yet have we no and yeah I haven't really done anything with it other than upload a couple of videos yeah. which of course nobody has seen because nobody knows about the, the channel sure um I have started to go back through the original episodes and I've converted them to videos and created a YouTube channel for a place to put them in case you want to watch them in a video format. I don't in know. case you have YouTube Red, um, we don't, we don't, we should say real quick before anyone gets their hopes up because I'm sure they, they want to see our lovely faces. It's not video of us, like, it's not recorded video of us, it's just. It happens no. to be audio put with something in the it's, background. It's like a, it's like, it's like a fancy wallpaper of whatever movie we're talking about yeah. with with like the title and the episode number on there, yeah. and then it's just the podcast. Just in case uh, that's more convenient for you, or you want to go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes with even more terrible audio quality. Um, yeah, you know that's something you can think about. Just throwing it out there. But yeah, we we have that that option now. Mm -hmm. Uh. If you're interested, I, it's probably a bit difficult to find at this point just because it's so relatively new. Mm -hmm. But uh, like I said, I've uploaded the first and second Transformers episodes, so yeah. Uh, and I'll slowly be uploading more and more when I get oh, that's, time. That's timely. We're going yep. back to the beginning, um, yep. where it all geez. started. Uh, it's a long I can time put the, ago. I'll put I'll put the link to the I can put the link to like the channel in the okay. description. Add okay. that to our list of things. Yeah. Sounds good. Anything else? Now we can tell people to like oh. and subscribe. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you like th this podcast? Do you do you want to help us out a little bit? Because you just listened to us talk for 70 minutes <laughs> for some reason? Give us a five-star review on our iTunes podcast thing, channel, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. <laughs> Probably. We don't, we don't, like, clearly we are not, like, making money off of this or anything. We just, we'd, we'd, we'd like to, you know, get, get the word out about the sequels and the fact that they're coming, you know? And they're here. Oh. Also, we just want more people to listen to us. Yeah. Because that's, that's, it'd be cool yeah. to have a bigger audience. Yeah. So we want we yeah. want more interaction with, with everyone. And we want we want people who are And by like, that I want people to argue with me about Batman versus Superman. That I that way I have somebody to rant against who's not on my side, Tyler. <laughs> oh boy. I'm so sorry, buddy. I put you through too much. <laughs> Alright. So yeah, next week we're going to be doing parts of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. Yay. We'll see you all then. Thanks for listening. Stay rogue, everybody. Sorry about that. Okay.